Wow, super efficient. I think I am. It's I'd, a day uh, for I'd love, I'd love some. I'd love a second opinion on uh, how efficient you are. Well, if you were to ask uh, my colleagues, they would say very. <laughs> How's your um, bid going? What the? Uh, wait, you, you want to include the fact that I'm applying for a promotion in the no, podcast? I'm cut, no, I'm going to cut this out. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, if, if I don't ask you now, I won't have the chance to ask you. There's nothing more I like <laughs> than trying to say how awesome I am. Um, it is quite funny, though, the, um, the prospect of talking about myself, talking about how great I am um, in a sort of formal situation and mm. just despising it. I mean, really despising it. And then there's a little side of me which goes, oh, I have done that. Oh, I did yeah, do that. I, I am that good. But I wonder, no, I don't. But but I also wonder that oh. there must be some people who um, take pleasure in that. Do you think there are? Do you think there are ple- people who take pleasure oh. in saying how good they are? There must, yes, there are, aren't there? Yeah. The, I mean, you can probably name them. I'm sure. I'm sure we we probably know them in common. There absolutely are people who you think, well, it's the same people who look over your shoulder when you're at a conference, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I think. <laughs> I think it might be. Now, listen. Wow. Enough about you. Let me tell you about how awesome I am. Yes. What, what do you think thing? of me? This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. Welcome. Welcome, Lee Miller. Welcome, listeners. I have a slight problem at work. Oh, okay. Which is different from the having to talk about how awesome you are. How awesome I am. Um, is that, I mean, I think maybe two years ago, maybe a bit more, a, um, a cafe opened up um, called Gloria and Lil's. It's, uh, it's, when I say it's very close to my, my office, when I say my office, I mean the office that I share with everyone else who's never there. And, um, I have I have six desks in my office, and I'm I'm currently using two of them at once. Um, but I've started to invade a third as well. Um, I hope I hope none of these people are listening. Um, and uh, Gloria and Lils is uh, you know maybe a two minute walk tops. I mean it's basically in the same block. Um, it is in the same block, and um, that was all fine when I didn't work at uh, Live in Coventry because. Um, I only visited occasionally, but <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, and so I think I have a bit of a problem, and I don't know how to, other than not taking any ways of buying things, which would include a phone, because you can just you know tap your phone on the thing. Yeah. Because yeah, I've taken to buying um, something every day. Oh. And they're that's re- expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive when I balked at um, spending twenty. 20 pounds on a meditation app for a year <laughs> but i'm i'm knocking that over in a week easily just by yeah. buying a cake a day and also oh, wow. also it's going to make me um pork out so 
I don't know I'm what to do. I'm going to I have do... no discipline I... when it comes to that kind of thing. Well, I'm going to just reflect on this. You've got quite a long way to go before you could even be considered... Um... I don't even know the word to describe what you... You could probably eat like a horse for a year and I think most people would still be worried that you were underweight. Yeah. Because you are slender. So a little bit like your liver, you've got a lot of catching up to do. Exactly. Right. You've got a lot of catching up to do, whereas, you know, my 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 belly has already... Well, you know... I, I, I haven't I, seen I, you for so long, I have no idea. You could be You could be thin, you could be fat, you could be... Perfect. Violet sky. You can be happy. You can be healthy. I can be anything you like. Sorry. That I, was just, it felt like we was were that going a show down a... It, no, it's... Um, uh, I didn't oh, recognise it from you. It's, uh, it's... um. Oh, he's a singer-songwriter. man. He just co-hosted the last round of the Eurovision. Ricky Gervais. Mika. 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 There we go. Um, yeah, but there was a big thing recently on TikTok of people singing that phrase from the song. I could be blue, I could be green, I could be violet sky, I could be happy, I could be healthy, I could be anything you like. And then they sing another line of it and they kind of do multiple harmonies and it was all over TikTok. Which wait, is wait, why it just the extraordinary thing about the story is, do you visit TikTok? No, but I have eyes and ears. I live in the world and people say, have you seen this thing? And you go, no. And then they show you and you go, But oh. who's they? It can't be your, it know. can't be people kids. at work. Oh, kids. Kids. Kids that hang around with in, in churchyards. <laughs> they don't, you've never looked at someone's TikTok video in a churchyard in Totnes. No, I haven't. But I have got friends and colleagues with semi-adult kids with telephones who show me things. Right. And they go, oh, have you seen this thing? And so, that's when it happens. It, it, yeah. Right. And I so go, you don't no, have I the haven't app. seen that. TikTok? Yeah. No. Right, okay. What would I be doing with that? I don't Looking do dances and point to the sky. I know. I think that's what you do on it, isn't it? You kind of do a funny dance and then you point to some awfully traumatic thing that's happened to you that you've written onto the screen and you do another little dance and point to another bit of awful <laughs> trauma that you've written on the screen. Dun, 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 dun. I was abducted by some pirates. Dun, 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 dun. They stole all of my teeth. Dun, 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 dun. They put wooden teeth in me. Dun, 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 dun. Then I got woodworm. Dun, 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 dun. And that's what you, but you've got to imagine that I'm pointing all the way through that. And, that's, and that, also sped up, sped up slightly. And then people give you thumbs up for your trauma. I think that's how TikTok works. Thumbs up for your trauma. Thumbs up for your trauma. <laughs> nice show title. Episode. Welcome to episode 93 of Midlifing. Thumbs up for your trauma. <laughs> okay. I'm not even bother. I'm not even going to bother sending a whole list of names to decide. That's, that's, Just that's, that's, that's what you're doing. choosing. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking of implementing some kind of system whereby I only allow myself to buy one thing a week and I make it. So it needs to be special as opposed to every day. I'm not, these are also, by the way, Gloria Lills, just big shout out. Amazing, amazing food, amazing cakes, amazing biscuits, but huge. Okay, so not something that you can just go, well, I'll just have the small one. I'll have the, yes, I'll have that little biscuit there, which is the size of a plate and costs £3.50. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, I've got to, I think if I did that, and then if I had some kind of arrangement whereby, like, I don't know, say I paid Finn £100 or something like that, if I broke that rule, I need to have something because it's just not working. I can't, I can't go on. Uh, 
I find your lack of self-control surprising. surprising. Because when I look at you, I think, this is a man with an iron will. <laughs> You're trying to raise the stakes on, uh, on the show titles, aren't you? <laughs> when I look at I you, don't... I see a man with an iron will. I see a man with an iron will. I know that I am... I am at, uh, uh, my whims are capricious. I am pushed around by the lightest of breezes. If somebody at, you know, I don't know, 11 know this, in the morning I know this was to you. say, would you like a martini? I'd be going, that seems like a good idea. I don't see a reason why not to. We're at work. Still, if you've got a cocktail shaker with you, you wouldn't shake a martini, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm not James Bond, for God's sake. I, yeah. Yeah, no, I, when it comes to that kind of... Um, also, I'm by myself. I'm by myself. I'm... Oh, because there's nobody in the office to, to shame you. <laughs> to shame me. Please, any of my colleagues listening, can you come back and shame me? Please. Please. Mm, and Yeah, well, of course, you work with dancers, so oh. they'll probably like, uh, why are you eating a cake and not some tissues? But the best thing is I actually keep the cakes on their desks and walk over, so there's all sorts of crumbs and shit on their desks. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to fail my perfectly uh, minimalist uh, setup on my own desk. Of course, I was going to say when they come back at the beginning of the year. Then I remembered, of course, you work in a context where the beginning of the year means nothing, don't you? It's true. It's true. I mean, we'll have a meeting at some point. So January. Yeah. Um, so are we going to have we going to talk about um, the academic and the masturbation thing? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. This has been. This has been. Wow. (laughs) That sounds almost like the beginning of a joke. An academic and a masturbator walk into a bar. No, or it's just. It's just one person. Yes, or someone you've supervised in the past. God. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) We are referring to. Can you explain it? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get into it, but. I mean, we, 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 but we can we can say that uh, the the right wing press via the tweet, I guess, of a Tory politician have launched themselves at a first year PhD student from Manchester University who is a Swedish national working in the UK on a project looking at Japanese manga comic culture. I think the name of the uh, subgenre of comic is Shota. I think it might be short for Shotokan. And they are... Why are you laughing that I know this? Yeah, because I also know you know it because you did a deep dive. I know. I know because I was asked at work to write something about it and I did a day's worth of research and came to the end of it and went, I am not writing about this and here are the reasons why. So, the content of these comics are drawings of young prepubescent boys in and i believe the phrase that is used in the writing is cute or sexual contexts which when you say it like that it sounds you can see where this is going eh? yeah anyway this academic um recognized that he had come to a point in his research where he didn't really he couldn't find a way in anymore then he remembered that they were effectively primarily used as a masturbatory aid so decided to masturbate to them for three months exclusively and by oh, jeff's, <laughs> jeff's chiming in yeah 
he decided to to masturbate exclusively to the content for three months as a, uh, a as a research method to see if he could effectively sort of align himself with the thinking of the people who were utilizing the work. Uh, the work. <laughs> the so comics. it was a, it was basically masturbatory empathy, wasn't it? Yeah, and he went on to write about this in a journal called the no it's uh, qualitative research i mean it's yeah, this is exactly. not this is not some hokum journal like i yeah. don't know choreographic practices it's um <laughs> it's it's the real deal it, in, yeah. in terms of writing qualitative research it is the it's a serious serious uh, journal so the the upshot is the editors of the journal uh, their resignation has been called for. Questions have been asked about uh, waste of taxpayers' money. Um, so, but I, I'm just because I imagine there are quite a few of our listeners um, trying to follow your description of what he was doing and just going like, like what? You know that what? That's research. Like I can't, I can't try. I mean, you know, I'm in the world. I get it, but I'm trying to imagine what. That sounds like to anyone who hasn't invested an enormous amount of time in thinking about, I don't know, um, desire, uh, sex, the politics of sex, um, all sorts of things which are um, verboten or shameful yeah. or untouchable. Because or... I couldn't get whether it was the fact that he was masturbating or was it about the fact that they were images of children. I figured it was the latter. That was the real problem. The critique seemed to be... Uh, that I read at any rate was a criticism that masturbation is not a research method to which I want to say yes it is if you're researching masturbation it would be a stupid thing to not do if you were so that's like that's a really odd thing to say it's not a methodology but it's a method you find stuff out by doing stuff that's what methods are yeah yes so because if I'm thinking of you know any phenomenologist so Clark Moustakis in the 90s and going deep into the understanding of I can't remember like solitude or loneliness and that those but it, so it it seems like it's the subject matter isn't it like we can talk yeah. we could talk about the nature of the imagination and a phenomenological yeah. study of the imagination and so but no it's because it's uh, some kind of uh, morally abject subject yeah. from people who have of course who have never masturbated in their lives well of course because so so few of us masturbate i mean it is it is something that is done just by a very very small section of the community who are deeply deeply depraved and we'd love to hear from you um yeah. uh, <laughs> all of our faithful <laughs> listeners <laughs> Please DM Simon directly. Image is welcome. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think there's so the the, the question about about masturbation as a as a technique was was criticised roundly. But then there were also some other writers who were more offering a a, a real critique of of the ethics of um, of the material that was being masturbated to. And I would just like to remind everybody: drawings, pen and ink. Yeah, but which also again is a is a testimony to um, just how extraordinary the human imagination is. Not yeah. only when it comes to sex, but particularly when yeah. it comes to sex. It's a, an, a morally deeply ambiguous and problematic area. Which isn't you think the sort of thing that you want researchers to be thinking about? Do we not want people to think about morally difficult subjects in order to draw conclusions about why things work the way they work? This is annoying because I just agree with you. Oh, it's so annoying. I mean, the other episodes are much easier because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> we we can we can absolutely ask questions about um, the way it's been done. 
there's there's always questions to be asked. It, it's not I'm I'm not unproblematically accepting his research. Um, I'm not saying there's not a tricky tricky moral debate to be had here. But also, if we don't have those tricky tricky moral debates, what do we do? I mean, the thing that's slightly frustrating for me. And I know that you never know when things are going to cross over from the uh, outrageously insulated world of, let's say, just arts research. You know, because yeah. it's you go down rabbit holes, and then you, especially if you're, uh, you know, a young person curious about, like, I'm going to push that, I'm going to push that, I'm going to push a little deeper into that, I'm going to, you know, really just keep going, and then you end up, ah, here I am, I'm, I'm um, using masturbation as a method in order to understand da da da. There's no sense of how you got there like the kind of road upon which one traveled in order to have that kind of curiosity and that kind of interest and that kind of um, focus uh, in a research context. So that's gone. But the thing that also frustrates me is that, and it's partly why it's, I wonder how it falls on people's ears who are listening, which is part of this, which is just a red rag to a bull in terms of the right-wing press. And I know you never know when things are spilling over from um, from academia into the sort of wider public. But boy, in this time, this heightened sort of sense of the culture wars, these phantasmic um, culture wars, it was so clearly this kind of thing that's going to just leap out. and Oh, just they love it. Eh? They love it. You know, there's, there's nothing for me to say other than you're absolutely right. This, this falls foul of culture wars in a way that you kind of scratch your head and go, but how could you not have thought that this was going to happen? Except how many researchers working in any field think anybody is ever going to encounter their work? Yeah. And also, I think the bit that bothered me was the the politician who who offered a critique of it said this is why arts and humanities shouldn't really be i'm paraphrasing he didn't phrase it quite this way but it but this was the inference this is why the arts and humanities shouldn't have money spent on it because it's a waste we should just be spending it on stem subjects so i did a little research into the 10 most outlandish stem phds and my favourites, I've got two. My favourites are a PhD into the role of fellatio in fruit bat mating. So you kind of go, okay, cool, 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 cool. Not sure how that's going to contribute anything to the uh, to the sum total of human knowledge. Can I just insert here briefly that we um, we saw last night on an evening walk, um, we were surrounded by... Um, Common pipistrelle, so bats, these beautiful, almost translucent bats. It was just beautiful. And we also saw an owl sitting mm. on the tree above us. Anyway, keep going. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, and then my, my favorite PhD, STEM subject PhD, was an exploration. <laughs> I'm so sorry. An exploration of... <laughs> An exploration of necrophilia in the duck population. And this was because a scientist was sitting in his office. A duck flew into, a male duck flew, a drake I should say, flew into his window, broke its neck and landed outside of his uh, office window. At which point he saw another male duck fly down, mount it and then rape it for 75 minutes. And he found himself saying, huh. I wonder why that happened. And that led to an extended research project. So, 
Neither of these are going to add anything to the sum total of human knowledge that is going to solve world poverty or the energy crisis or the climate crisis. But it is about understanding the world. They are about understanding the world, aren't they? As one might suggest, is trying to figure out why people draw pictures of young Japanese boys and use them as masturbatory tools. Absolutely. So I am not offering, I want to be super, super clear. I would love to read both of those. And we're also not shaming ducks. We're not doing any duck shaming here. Oh, I'm going to ask a question about consent in this instance. (laughs) I am not shaming the fruit bats because the fruit bats are involved in consensual fellatio. You're stealing my original show titles here. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) there's no doubt that both of those studies should should have been done. They're incredibly important and they do add to the sum total of human knowledge. What I mean is that they are not, this is what I mean, they cannot be easily instrumentalised. And effectively, that is what the critique from the MP is about this work. Even though, oh, do you think I think it's about moral? It's about it's about stoking moral outrage. I don't think it's anything about. Well, no, 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 no. It is, but the moral outrage is fundamentally about commerce. This is a waste of taxpayers' money. That's where the critique comes from. So the critique mm. is, you cannot instrument. If you could monetize the masturbation. If you could somehow make money out of this, like everything else that is morally dubious that the uh, the upper echelons of society turn a blind eye and a deaf ear to, it would be absolutely fine. The criticism is that this cannot be instrumentalised, this cannot be turned into something that we can make money off of. Therefore, it is repellent to us. We can swallow Everything. The grand scheme of research, it tends to be that STEM subjects are more easily monetized. No, I see. I just don't. It's funny because I don't. um, I I mean, I I don't know that. I mean, in the sense that it's not that I I don't have a strong sense of going. That's that's wrong. But there's also a part of me. I mean, as as I'm listening, I'm thinking, well, actually, what's one of the things I think that's happening is it's not that it's not about the instrumental or the inability to instrumentalize it's it's uh, saying let's let's stoke moral outrage and the easy way to the proxy for that is about money wasted meaning that you don't it's just easy it's just it's the cheapest possible thing that how we can't in these times we can't spend our money on this See, I think that's fascinating for me it's the exact opposite it's the same two things but I think it's not we want moral outrage. Yeah, yeah, Let's it. talk about it. the waste of money. I think it's we can't we make money want from this. to attack yeah. anything that doesn't bring money in. Let's stoke moral outrage. Effectively, it's the same. It's the same argument. We're basically just looking at it from uh, different ends of the telescope, but the outcome is the same: a removal of funding from arts and humanities. And one great way of doing that is by saying they are morally repugnant. They are repellent. These are aberrant creatures who are doing something which is lock up your children. You are not safe. You are not safe. <laughs> the um, oh, those bets last night—they were beautiful. I love, I love the apparent chaotic nature of the way oh. bats move. But you know that it's not, but it's looked... And the speed. 
It's beautiful. I mean, they're 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 trekking basically flies and and you know bugs and the and it was just beautiful and um, but yeah, then seeing this uh, what are those owls called? Yeah, 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 yeah. Screech owls? No. Barn owls? No. Another one. Tawny owls? Tawny. It was a tawny owl, and it was just sitting Mm. on this tree high above us. Um, and just sitting with that look, oh my God. And then it, it was just, it was extraordinary, extraordinary. It's like saying, it was like it was going, welcome to country. Maybe you should spend a little bit more time in the forest and less time at Gloria and Lil's. That's it. You know, in those um, Batman films where there's the bit where he falls into the bat cave and then all the bats fly around. Yeah, and yeah. And, and that's right. so yeah, many yeah. bats. Yeah. And you think, huh, that never really happens in real life because you never see all that many bats. We have friends who had a house just on the edge of Dartmoor. They've just recently sold it. And in the basement, uh, there was a protected bat colony. In, hang on, the basement of what? In the basement of their house. It was a protected bat colony in the basement pr- of so, their yes. house. Yeah, so bats at some point, like long before the house was renovated, um, a protected bat colony moved in. And when the house was renovated, everything had to be done to protect this bat colony. Um, and they had to have ingress and egress into the, uh, well, into the basement. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What podcast have you ever listened to has covered this range of subjects that we're covering today? Like, I mean, I'm. how did we get from... People should be grateful that they're not paying for this because we could charge shitloads. If we could instrumentalize uh, this knowledge uh, to commercialize if, and monetize. If we uh, could, if we could, we assetize. would, Lee. We would, at yeah, the drop of a hat, we would. We would not. Uh, <laughs> Lawyer money. Yeah. Yeah. Lawyer money. Lawyer money. Exactly. Hey, um, I'm glad we decided not to talk about that um, thing. Which thing? The... Um... The, uh, the the Swedish the other thing. researcher. The, the oh no, Swedish the other researcher. thing. Oh. oh, this is the culture war just carries on, and and uh, so we were going to talk about the uh, the attacks on drag queen story time in libraries, because God forbid we do anything that might encourage children to use libraries. Instead, let's shut them down. So that's the thing we're not going to We're talk not going to talk about that, but there will be a link in the show notes because that will be totally obscure and obtuse that um, uh, what uh, what Lee has just described. But I, it's it's the whole thing about the, the kind of language of it, as if it's grooming. It just, I, I, it actually upsets me so, it really, I feel, it's, you know, there are a few things, I mean, the Guardian annoys the shit out of me, as we know, as you know. Yeah. But yeah. but in those instances where it just I just so upsetting the kind of simplicity of someone trying to entertain and and help children with their imaginations and playful and yet it gets it gets this kind of othering of 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 just beautiful humans. It just oh god, it makes me so angry and sad. <laughs> 